Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, John. We'll be with you until 10 o'clock tonight. Folks, it's finally here. We have talked about this show, I feel like, every week since Double or Nothing, and it has finally come to fruition. It is now time for our first annual All Out preview of All Out. That is happening this weekend, August 31st, in Chicago, Illinois. The main event will see Adam Page take on Chris Jericho for the AEW World Heavyweight title. But now, let me bring on my other two compadres, the probably the two biggest AEW fans I know, and that's Cruz and Jeremy. How you guys doing? Doing good, good Bob. Good. Can you hear me? Yep. You guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. All right, but how you guys doing? I'm how are my storm warnings doing all right? Not good. Oh, I'm hyper. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, we do have we do have a big show. We will be joined by Charles of BTC in about ten minutes to talk a little bit about a independent promotion show that he is going to be a part of this weekend. That's actually being run by former WWE superstar Yuji. So we'll get into that with him in about ten minutes or so. But Cruz, I want to ask you this before we get started. You were at All In last year, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, did you think at that event that we'd be talking about another event happening at the same place, run by the same guys, a year later? Absolutely. I had, you got the feeling that this was something monumental, that this was the beginning of a, of a movement of uh, uh, the dissatisfaction, the, the negativity that was with the dissatisfaction for WWE and other promotions, if we're honest with ourselves, uh, turned to positivity towards something that we could believe in with the elite, their vision, and we just kind of knew, like, you know what, there's going to be another one. Um, there in Chicago last year, uh, we didn't know that there was going to be another promotion, but we knew that this was the start of something big. And Jeremy, I guess I'll throw this question to you then. As as the fan of AEW, like I'm assuming you watched All In last year, right? Yes. Did you think that there'd be another event that we'd be talking almost a year later about another event? Well, basically, same question like I asked Cruz. Same same venue, run by the same guys at the same place. I mean, I don't know about same venue, but I learned with the elite early on, like, don't put anything past these guys. Don't just assume they can't do something or won't do something. And then I think Cruz was there, too. We were When we were on the Jericho cruise, Papa Buck did a concert, and one of the lyrics to one of the songs was All In Two. <laughs> That's right. And I said, wait, if this isn't a sign, I don't know what is. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Yes. There's some inside information for you, John. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But Anytime. I'm, 
I'm curious to see if, obviously, this is going to become a yearly thing. Are they going to always call this thing all out, or are they going to flip-flop it every year? I think it stays the same every year. You think they'll just call it all out then? Yeah. Hmm. Especially, I mean, especially if it does the numbers and, and it's the hit we think it'll be this weekend. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, it's bringing back CM Punk into wrestling for the first time in five years. Yeah, you know, as as we saw, as he has a paddle at Starcast this year, and they are really promoting that thing big time. But he did a, an event in pro wrestling tees last year. I know it wasn't yeah, Starcast or the show itself, but he was in Chicago that weekend doing something. And, yeah, and the uh, the demand the demand for his meet and greet at the, the pro wrestling tees shop was so was so so huge. It sold out what Jeremy in two minutes. It was. It was. Is, yeah. Because it was his first of signing, and I can't tell you how long. Oh. oh my goodness. So it's funny, even though he hasn't been in a ring in a couple of years, the guy still has fans. I mean, not me, but yeah, he's got plenty. I'm not. I wasn't talking specifically about you guys. I was just saying in general. <laughs> of course, that was John. More, that was more of a generalization <laughs> type of thing. I just want to be clear. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Um, also, before, because we're going to talk, start talking a little bit about the event now, then Charles should call in in about five minutes, and we'll go, like I promised you guys, we'll go very deep into it. I was going to go over the point system for tonight with how it's going to work as far as with the matches. I don't know, Cruz, if you saw the text message. I got where it. I went, Okay, but I just want to go over it for our fans who may be listening. Basically, here's how I thought of it. You will get two points for every match predicted correctly. You will also, I'm actually pulling up the text right now so I don't screw something up here. Um, Just give me one second. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be two points for every match correctly predicted. Cody and Sean Spears. Their match, you can win as much as three points if you correctly predict who's going to be in Cody's corner. You can then win two points for every woman who who is in the Battle Royal that wasn't announced, which we'll get to momentarily, and four points if you predict a debut. Doesn't have to get the same reaction like Moxley did at Double or Nothing, but similar to Moxley, if you get what I'm going with. That's a price. Yeah, basically like a big surprise that, you know, Mike Johnson or anybody didn't write about. <clears throat> but before Charles gets to it, come, you know, calls in, let's just talk about the card as an overall haul. Uh, Jeremy, I'll start with you on this. Wh- what are your thoughts going into this event? I think this ma- this show has been built up perfectly. And to think we haven't had a show there since July 13th. The matches have been built up great. I mean, obviously we're going to get into the news that John Moxley not going to be on the show. But I don't think he could have got a better replacement. I think Pac and Kenny are going to blow the roof off the place. I think those two were born to wrestle. Maybe even a little more than Moxley with Kenny. So I'm just as stoked as I was last week. Cruz, what about you? I definitely think that this card is, was built strategically for 
the fans, okay? And the ad lib with uh, Moxley's injury, look, they rebounded very well and quickly, which I appreciate. I'm going to say this. I, I definitely... You saw this WWE uh, lackluster sort of audience. Do not expect that for All Out. <laughs> Thank you. No way. All Out I, I don't think it loud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this. I think this is going to... And I wrote an article about this. Or I was actually in the middle of writing an article about this today. All Out, the way it's been set up, has the making to win the Summer of Wrestling. Just because it's come up as the main event of this entire summer. And this is also what people forget. This is also AEW's last event before TV starts in October. So you're going to see... Yes, I'm, I'm expecting All Out to be a great show. But, Jeremy, like we were talking uh, one of the days this week. I don't remember which one. Expect there to, see, to be a lot of teases for TV. Yeah, because you absolutely. because let, because let's be honest, being the elite is what twenty twenty two minutes usually a, a week. Right. How many how many time, how many feuds can you put in to a twenty two twenty three minute episode where it doesn't become too nauseating? Right. I, I think to the casual fan, this show is coming across to them as a culmination of feuds where I think we're just seeing the beginning of some, more so than people think. Well, I mean, I'll say this right now. Uh, I'll look look at the main event, for example, Paige and Jericho. If Jericho wins, then I think this feud goes on onto TV. If Paige wins, then I think it ends We'll get into that later, John. I know, I'm I'm just making a point. (laughs) Just making a point here, but... Okay. Just wait a couple more minutes until Charles joins us, and then, well, you know, let's get into it now for a little bit. But let's start off now with the pre-show, or the Casino Battle well, I, Royal. I would like to, I would like to interject really quick before we go there, because yeah. at the macro view, at the macro view, this is treated by the majority of the IWC as the biggest pay-per-view of the summer, because. Um, G1 was such a long league of wrestling, right? It, it was really for six weeks, so its importance, I don't know, it was diminished a little bit because there were 19 days in it. Although the quality was excellent, right? SummerSlam did not deliver except for two points, Bray Wyatt and Seth versus Brock, if we're, if we're honest with each other. Ring of Honor, its main event was pretty dope, the rest of the card was kind of like me. With this one here, expectations are so high. The buzz is so big. Everybody's talking about it. Everyone. All the major podcasters, the, the ex-wrestling podcast, everyone's eyes are going to be on AEW Saturday night. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get interesting. And you'll, you'll see as we go through the card that, you know, some people may have higher expectations. Obviously, everybody's going to have high expectations because everybody wants this show to be a, to be a home run. 
But I think some of these guys are going to really have a lot more of an expectation because of the fact that I think a lot of these guys are going to be the ones who are going to be carrying this company when TV starts in October. But let's get to the first match right now on the pre-show. We'll start off with the tag team match, which we'll see Private Party take on the team of Angelico and Jack Evans. Cruz, we'll start with you on this one. Who, how, how do you see this match playing out, and who do you see winning it? Ooh. Uh, so let's get right into it. I see SCU winning. I see this as being a very entertaining, good match to get us ready for the big uh, pay-per-view. I, I definitely expect a lot. I expect a lot from Luchasaurus. Wait, Private Party Cruz Boy. and Helico and Jack Evans. Oh, my goodness. So, Private Party and Angelico and Jack Evans. Yeah. Yeah. This one, you know what, guys? I expect a lot of in-ring activity. I expect a lot of uh, Lucha-esque activity here. I'm going on a limb. I'm going to say that Angelico and Jack Evans get my vote. Interesting. Jeremy? I think it's going to be a high-flying, exciting match. And really, private parties made a name for themselves this summer, but still to the casual fan, they're not that well-known. Neither Angelico and Jack Evans. What a way to start the show. I mean, I would really hate to follow that match. I got Private Party winning, though, setting up the Young Bucks match, adding a little intrigue to it. This match is going to be interesting because this match, you basically have two teams who you can build as AEW goes on. You have a team in Angelico and Jack Evans who have, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jeremy, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, have had a match on every card so far since AEW started, correct? No, no, they did not have a card at a, excuse me, a match at Fighter Fest. Okay, so they so they had one at least at two out of two of them. Then. Yeah. <clears throat> what? With them, I've got to say, Private Party gets the win here. I think they really build themselves a, a fan base, and when you have the endorsements of the Young Bucks, I think that really is going to go far. And I really think that's going to be. I will, I'm going to say this right now. Look at Private Party as being one of the teams that makes a deep run in this tag team tournament in October. So put me down for Private Party as well. Yeah. We now have our – we're going to take a quick, you know, breather from the AEW talk for a second because Charles has joined us quickly. So let me bring him on right now, and then we'll get right back into the AEW talk. Charles, how you doing? It's John. Doing good. How are you? Good, doing good. Uh, let's get to it then. You have an interesting event coming up on August 30th. Yes, uh, we have a food drive slash wrestling show happening August 30th. Um, the cool thing about this event on August 30th is actually it's an official day, uh, not just in the city that I'm hosting it at, and not just the county or the state. It's the whole the whole state. Um, the city council. Made a proclamation and handed it over. Um, the wrestling show has a promotion that former WWE superstar 
and pro wrestling superstar Eugene Owens, and they will be at the National Guard Armory August 30th. Uh, the doors will open at 6, and the show starts at 7. Now, let me ask you this. How did BTC become one of the sponsors for the event? Uh, BTC? Uh, yes. BTC, um, I've been doing special event coordinating for about 18 years now. And when I do these events, I kind of reach out to different um, avenues, um, different companies, anything that, you know, I feel that is a good fit. And with BTC uh, Wrestling.com, you know, they're, they're a group wrestling page. They also do parties at big uh, wrestling events for the big names. And they also some go to, like, the independent names. So I got talking and uh, with two of the uh, founders, and they were interested right away. So it was a good fit. Um, they're kind of basically it's like sending the olive branch out to the smaller guys to make sure they can get their foot in, just like I did with a podcast. Um, at that time, I only had a certain spot, and when I – was in talks with BTC, uh, another gentleman that was in that group reached out to me. Not even, I didn't even hang up on the phone with the two founders, and then all of a sudden I already got a call. So, like, it was like wham, bam, a domino effect right away. And then I wanted to keep it local, and I got a couple local businesses that are kind of not been well uh, – uh, well shown around the community here in Vermilion, South Dakota, and so they were—I mean, they jumped at the spot to be able to be uh, sponsors. It seems. <clears throat> now let me ask you this: When people buy, a, uh, you know, donate a can of food, do they still have to then spend money on a ticket, or does that qualify them for a ticket? Um, due to the fact that the uh, the owners, uh, Eugene and his wife uh, Stephanie. Um, they've been generous enough, and they got a heart of gold. They didn't uh, want any money to upfront or any any type of cash to be transferred to be able to have the show go on. So the deal was is that um, we're going to try to raise as much food as possible, and that was the concept. That's the main priority. Now, getting to your question to answer it correctly, yeah, it would cost $10 for the ticket, but we're encouraging people to bring a can of food and then you'd be entered to win a prize. Um, you know, performers, athletes have to uh, afford, you know, food on their plate for their families. And it's hard work. They go through a lot. And $10 is really, uh, really cost efficient of a price um, to go to an event around here. So we just figured um, talking to the food pantry director, Teresa, and talking with Eugene, and we had a meeting. We all were in agreement that it would be, it'd be appropriate just to have those two entities within the um, show. Um, let me ask you this now: Is Eugene going to be on the card itself, or is he just the promoter? Uh, Eugene will be there on the card. Um, at what uh, spot he will be on the card, or when? Uh, that is completely up to him. Um, he's kind of keeping that tight lips because he has another event that's going to bounce off of this one. That's a really huge one that he has, which is in September, uh, which is his big, like, Supermania is what they call it. 
and it's at a uh, Supercon. Okay. Okay. Um, so where can, if people uh, want to get tickets, where do they go to buy tickets? Well, where you can go and buy tickets, you can go to www.midwestallpro.com. Uh, tickets right now in advance is $10, and then day at the door will be 15 But you can still get tickets, you know, at that 6 o'clock hour the day of, and you can still get them for $10 if you get them online. Okay. Um, just send me the information for this site, and we will promote it through the Comeback Wrestling site. While I have you on, I also want to talk, plug the fact that there will be a new BTC Uncut coming up in a couple of weeks featuring a certain, you know, Host known as me. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that special certain someone, like you said, is you. Uh, we had a great conversation. Uh, the idea of the show is to basically build it as a pro wrestling fan for pro wrestling fans. And everybody in that group has a story. Um, it doesn't matter if you, you know, grew up in the, the 70s, the 80s. Um, I'm kind of using the, the year age range is kind of what we have there. Um, but I mean, or even in the nineties or two thousands, everybody has a story to be told. So the con, um, it, the idea I'll say in this way, uh, came from going to events, uh, doing events with, uh, former WWE superstar Eugene and listening to fans tell their stories of how they got to, you know, start watching them, how they got to start watching professional wrestling. And I thought it was just, you know, it was just a good avenue to start. Um, we are going to do that in a couple of weeks, and that will be, I've made the decision that things will drop on a Thursday. Right now, you can uh, see the episodes drop within the group, BTC, uh, every day of this week so far. Um, John, you've been blessed me to be able to interview you and have you be on, and that will be on uh, in, the, in the coming weeks. And so I hope to have everybody see that. I will be also announcing that it would be going on the Coda Bear iRadio Network's uh, YouTube page. So people can go check it out there if they're not in BTC. And I would recommend you could join BTC. Um, and uh, we, we just have a lot of fun there. We have a lot of independent pro wrestlers in there. We have a couple Hall of Famers in there. Um, we have John. John's a, a great contributor. And I can actually say that because I'm an admin, so I, I see how much he contributes, and he does a really great job. I'm, I'm glad. Believe me, I'm glad. But, again, Charles, the event is August 30th, correct, at 6 yep. p.m.? Uh, the doors will open at 6 p.m. Um, here's another thing I'll add real quick. Uh, just because um, you don't like – uh, professional wrestling, and I mean, there's I, I, there's people that do, let's be honest. Uh, that doesn't mean that you can't drop off food. Uh, doors will officially okay. open for people to drop off food if they want. There will be baskets. The post office of Vermilion has been generous enough to drop off a couple carts so that can be filled. Um, or else, you know, you drop off your food, bring those cans in, get those tickets to be put in a raffle, and buy the tickets uh, for the show, and it'll be a great time. And hey, the show will start at seven. Sounds like fun. Again, we will have the we will have it linked on our on the Comeback Wrestling Facebook page, probably later tonight, as soon as we get off the air. But Charles, thank you again for hopping on with us for a little bit. Um, I guess I'll ask the last question that we always ask every guest: 
Where can our fans find you? Uh, you can find me at Facebook backslash Charles Kirkov, or you can find me at btcwrestling.com. All right, and yes, BTC is a fun group to be in. I highly recommend people to join that. Charles, thank you again, and can't wait to see the episode of when I was on drop. Yes, thank you very much, sir. You have a good night. You too. All right, that was Charles joining us for a little bit, uh, just talking about a very good, a very good cause for uh, wrestling promotion. But let's get back now to what we were talking about before with All Out. So we, before our guest, we ha- we already took care of Private Party and Helico Jack Evans match. Now let's go over to the other pre-show match, which will be the Women's Battle Royal. Now, I don't think it's been announced yet, and Jeremy, you can back me up on this if I was wrong. Did they announce officially who is going to be the singles match that will face the woman, the winner of the Battle Royal? No, they haven't. Okay. Because I've, I've heard rumblings already that it's going to be, that it would probably be the Japanese women. Rizu that's that's and, the only singles women match in the card, so. That's what I'm just that's thinking. That's thinking. Being the, yeah. But let's let's start off now. That's you know kind of makes a little bit sense here. Let's start off, Jeremy, with you on this. Who do you see? We'll start off with this. Who do you see winning the battle royal first? I gotta go with Britt Baker. Maybe because I'm just a huge fan of her, known her for a while. But I just think it sets up perfectly that she wins this, wins the title in DC, and walks into Pittsburgh as champ. Well, isn't Pittsburgh two weeks after, or so? No, no, I'm just trying to figure out the, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then she'll go to Philadelphia too, so she'll make the rounds. Yeah. No, I, she's definitely, definitely possibly. But now let me ask you this now: Can you give me two women who you think will be surprise entrants into the battle royal? Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks. Okay. Good one. I'm, I'm just gonna say it just because if I'm right. I'll look great. If not, I don't care. AJ Lee or AJ Mendez, as she's called now. All right. That's a definite possibility. I mean, she is from the area. She has had interviews in the past where she has said she wants to come back into wrestling. So, right. even if it's for one night, why not? Yeah. I mean, the stars. I'm going to go big on this one. Hey, but I'm glad you are. Cruz, what about you? Thank you. So. I, I definitely believe that Scarlett Bordeaux will make an appearance at this Battle Royal. I think it's going to be big. I, I think it's going to be like uh, Sean Spears uh, showing up. I was looking over this and really thinking about the entire roster and everyone that we saw. Uh, so I, I want to shy away from the folks, that, the women that we know that are already signed with AEW. My surprise entry is Barbie Hayden. She was a StarCast 2, conducting interviews with several people there. I definitely think that they're going to lure her back in to wrestling, and she's going to be an active wrestler for the women's division in AEW. She's only 28 years old. She doesn't need to be retired. 
Come on back. Yep. <laughs> Barbie hates. And, and who do you have winning? Winning the entire thing. Now, here's where I respectfully disagree with everyone. I am going to say that Ali is going to win. Okay. Oh, interesting. Any, any reason behind bad. it? Ed Cruz, any reason? My gut instinct, instinct is telling me uh, we're going to see something, a uh, uh, main event, perhaps on TV, with the women's title, but wrestlers that we haven't seen before. It's, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, she, I mean, yeah, she's definitely a possibility to win it. As far as who I think is going to win it, I don't want to say the one that everyone thinks I'm going to say, because I think they're going to try to build her up because of the fact she only has had one match since AEW got started, that's Kylie Ray. So I can't see her winning this. Um, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. I'll have her be a surprise entrant, though. Okay. I'll have her be a surprise entrant, and I'll go, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Lita. Lita. Because, yeah. Not Is she medically cleared? I think so. Oh, she did the Rumble this year. Yeah, she was in the Rumble this past year. Because when you talk about women wrestling, and I know they don't they don't look at WWE, you have you can't talk about women's wrestling and not bring up what Lita, what Trish, and what all them did. So I think I see I think so. My two surprise entrances are Kylie Ray and Lita. And the one who I who I predict winning, I kind of let the cat out of the bag uh, last night when I wrote an article about this for Caveman Radio Show, but I also have Dr. Britt Baker winning this as well. I see her winning this, having a kind of a lengthy run with the belt, and ultimately leading Allie to either Allie or Kylie Ray winning it at the next big AEW event. Yeah, I think Awesome Kong's going to be in the mix, though, at some point, too. Oh, absolutely. And I know, but now let me ask you guys this one. Do you see somebody like Brandy being involved in the title scene? Of course. Absolutely. But then, okay, but if that's the case, then wouldn't people turn around and make the comment that, oh, this is this is WWE ripoff, that they're just giving the belt to the top people? You said make a run of the title. You didn't say wear the title for a while. That's, oh. There's a difference. Okay, let me backtrack. You can make a run for the title and not win it. Okay, yeah, that may be the best way to put that. She's going to be in in the mix in some capacity. Always. I don't know. Of course she is, but I don't think, I don't know if they would have her win it right away. No. I think once the belt, and this is just my humble opinion on this, once the belt has a bit more credibility behind it, then I can see her possibly winning it. But, so that was the pre-show of it. So now, Jeremy, start us off now with the main show, the opening match. Okay, I don't have the sheet in front of me. Do you, John? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Lead the way, my friend. Okay. Uh, This isn't going to go in any order. This is just how I see it happening. 
Let's go Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt taking on SCU to open up the main card. I'll go first on this one. This one is, to me, doesn't seem like it came out left field because it's been kind of teased the last couple weeks on being the elite. However, I see Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt getting the win here. Because, to me, SCU losing here doesn't hurt them at all. Because they have they have enough credibility behind them, and I still think they're going to be a force when it comes to the tag team division. But I can see though the team of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, on the other hand, really being that fan favorite that also gets that big push in the tournament. So put me down for Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt for this one. Got it. So Jeremy, I'll start with you then. Who do you see winning this, and how do you see this match playing out? I hate to admit this, but not only do I agree with your pick, but I agree with your reasoning completely, too. I, I think they're really trying to build up Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I mean, we've talked about this for, for what, two months now, how over those guys are? And Marco just fits with them perfectly. And SCU, it's, just, it's the perfect veterans to work with the younger talent in this type of match. And we don't know if SCU, how they're going to be handled. Is Daniels going to be primarily singles? Are they going to work as a trio mostly? So it just makes sense. Lucha, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. And I, I was checking Pro Wrestling Tees the other day, and their shirts are like one of the top sellers. That doesn't surprise me. Me neither. And I'm not saying, as, you know, they're looking at this and saying, well, we're going to pick, put these guys over. But I don't think it hurts. No, I mean, we saw it especially at Fighter Fest when it had the match with Angelico and Jack Evans. And, they, you know, they had that triple threat match. And they got a lot of time in that match. And they really, yeah. they let them run with that match. And one thing I've always seen with AEW is they don't want to, they want to make new stars. And how much better would it be that once TV gets started on October 2nd to start making guys like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus into stars that become household names. Yeah, absolutely. But, Cruz, what about you? Who do you see winning the match? Cruz? Cruz? So I see them... I see this match um, in the opposite direction, to be quite honest with you guys. I see SCU establishing dominance here, uh, establishing themselves as the credible um, linchpin sort of tag, uh, well, faction, right? Not not just tag team here. I definitely feel the enthusiasm for Luchasaurus. I, I Man, he is a star in the making, right? Uh, Jungle Boy... And Marco Stunt, but are they on the same level as the SCU on the biggest event of the perhaps the whole 2019? Mm. I don't think so. I'm going to go with SCU here. Daniels, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky experience trumps youth. And I mean, it should be a good match, anyways. But yeah, I'm going to go with SCU. I get your reason, but my thing is also. By by having Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt defeat a team like SCU, 
I think it gives them a lot of credibility then. Because you're not beating some schlub team. You're actually beating one of the top teams of AEW. So they're very popular with people of their age, right? Their, yeah. their T-shirts are selling. There's a lot of buzz. I think universally the IWC loves Luchasaurus and by relation, Jungle Boy. I do not think your reasoning, but in the flip, flipped around, right? I do not think that a loss to them would matter because they're so young. But if you make SCU look weak, as, as in losing to these guys here off the rip, where's the magic? Where, where's, where's the appeal? Keep them strong. Keep them sort of dominant right now. Let the young guys you know, have their up-and-coming, their, you, you know... Their David and Goliath moment much later on. Let them build up a story. Sure, man. I mean, that's something that we can invest in. For now, just, just and this is just me thinking, I'm going to say SCU. But my, another thing also you got to look at, because going back to your point before about if they lose, then where's the magic? You can have them lose and still look strong. So I mean, how cool would it have... be if SEU loses and then goes on the TV as the old savvy veterans trying to reclaim their dominance? Well, yeah, you, they got a story. That'd right be there. great. Well, especially the fact, correct me if I'm wrong, they won a double or nothing. Then, did they have a match at Fighter Fest? I don't remember. Yes. Well, um, two of the three did. Yeah, Daniels and, excuse me, uh, Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Oh, yeah, they had that triple threat. Daniels wrestled Sima. Yeah, they didn't win that one. And then, I'm trying to remember if they, they had a match. They lost the fight for the phone. Okay, so, so, they're, so they're not really coming into All Out on kind of a hot streak, so to speak. No. But, I mean, Cruz, I see what you're saying, though, about having SCU be the dominant team. But if you want to build that star, wouldn't you want to use this as kind of the platform to build that star in Luchasaurus and, you know, Jungle Boy? They're already stars. They're already huge. There's there's no building. I I guess if you want to continue to build them up to, like, a main event status and, and, yeah, above and beyond, sure, why not? I mean, so there's no wrong answer here, right? There, there, There really isn't. Um for what they are right now, I, I my gut instinct would say that SCU winning would be much more logical, given their experience, their 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 charisma, the, the longevity. They're well known from Ring of Honor days, right? Daniel's forty nine, Kazarian uh, about my age, Scorpio Sky what thirty six, thirty seven, thirty five, something like that. We know them, right? Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, they can they can suffer a loss. They can continue building up, building up, building up, sort of. And here in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking of those old school days with Raven and Tommy Dream, Dreamer, right? I could see these guys going on television, going through a long, long battle, and eventually beating these guys to become the number one team. And sure, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to accept them and totally uh, – support 
a boy and his, and his dinosaur along the way, but I, I see them as a David and Goliath story at this point. Just my opinion again, but let me digress and reiterate this. There's no wrong choice here. <laughs> Honestly, there's no wrong no, choice with any I got my first surprise as possible tonight. I'm going to throw it out right now. I can okay. see somehow like something happening to Marco Stunt during the night where like MJF throws him in a locker or a trash can or something injuring him and John Morrison replace him in the match. <laughs> and making it a whole lot more wow. interesting. Wow. Well, I mean, they teased it. Be... They did tease it. Yeah, they did. Would he be John Morrison though or would he be Johnny Elite? Whatever he wants to be. I don't care. Yeah. It would be great to see him there. You know, a perfect way to debut him. It's a crazy idea, but it's actually one that makes a lot of sense. That's what I do. When, when you think, and that's why we enjoy you on the show. Thank you. So let's get now. Let's get now to another. Actually, we'll get to the other women's match right now. As Rihu takes on Sheeta in a in the only women's singles match on this card, I'm gonna go quick on this one first. I have Rihu winning this because it seems like AEW's really been behind her lately, and I actually found out she's not signed to AEW. She's, she's not WWE. She, no, 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 no. She's, I, but she's not. She's kind of a freelancer. Almost similar oh, okay. to, almost similar to how Roosh is with Ring of Honor. That's right, how like she Tony is in AEW. Yeah. I, but I think a part of me thinks that they will sign her probably before TV starts. But I think she gets to win here, and for her being this lovable looking little woman, I think she's gonna become a real force when it comes to that women's uh, title. Cause there's just something about her that. She seems so innocent on the outside, but then once you see her in a match, she doesn't become so innocent anymore. So, yeah, put me down for Rihu for this match. Uh, Cruz, we'll go with you on this. Who do you see winning this, Rihu or Shida? So I'm going to go again with experience over youth. I'm going to go with Hikaru Shida. She's 10 years older, 10 years more wiser. She's definitely more adapted to a Western style than the 22-year-old Rihu. I definitely see an, well, an imbalance in wrestling experience here. Nothing against Riho. I, I, if I had to put her in some sort of hmm, hierarchy of all women, all the women in wrestling today, um, Charlotte Flair being at the very top. Um, Thank you. Riho, Riho would probably be up there in the top 30 or some. Hikaru Shida, a little bit higher. A little bit higher. So, I think for this match here, again, I hear what you're saying with this appeal to the youth, to the millennials and younger. Uh, we want something fresh and something new. Is is this the time to do it? Can Riho beat Shida here? I, I just don't see it happening. Not here, John. I think experience... Actually, let me let me be quite honest with you. I think Shido's going to put it on her. 
She's gonna show her. So she's gonna show her who's the boss, who's the, who's the master there. All right, Jeremy, what about you? I got Riho, and I'm agreeing so much with John tonight. Um, I, I think they're behind her, but either way, I don't think you can go wrong. I think it would be a brilliant idea to have one of these Japanese ladies go for the women's title in the first TV taping, because what a way to bring in that market internationally. Well, think about it. If they, if it is, if it is the, if they end up announcing, then one of these women will be going for the title then. On right, that's what I'm saying. I think start. it's a brilliant idea if they do that. Yeah. Well, establish actually, a new star, and you'll reach a, a whole different demographic. But what I'm, surpri- what I'm surprised though is they always like to have like the veteran and the and the up uh, up and coming star like we start, like we see with Jericho and Paige. I'm surprised they never pulled the trigger on Awesome Khan versus Aja Khan after they teased it so much at Fights and Fall. Doesn't mean you won't see it. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> Some things of long-term booking down the line you'll see. Yes, sir. Stay tuned. And I think, and I think Aja Khan is dealing with a lot of injuries. Yeah, because she. So who knows if she was ready. To- no. I actually saw her walking around, and I, I felt bad for her. Uh, all right. Um, let's go to this one that apparently is now being labeled as the Crackle Barrel Clash, whatever <laughs> the hell that means, as Darby Allen takes on Joey Janela, who takes on Jimmy Havoc in a triple threat match. Jeremy, let's start with you on this one. Who do you see winning this? I tell you, this match is going to go 80,000 different ways. Don't expect a technical match here. You know what? I got Jimmy Havoc winning. I think Janela's good, but right now he's that guy who's going to... He's going to be your 50-50 guy, at least in the beginning. Darby's going to do some crazy stuff, but like I said, I, I got Jimmy Havoc winning. Well, I'm actually surprised about one thing. I know his name is Allen, but, you th- you, but if they wanted to get creative, they could have had him change his name to, to Darby All Out, since his name looks like All In. Just saying. You know, just throwing it out there. Ha <laughs> ha. This match, to me, I'm not going to say this is going to be match of the night, to me, but this is one of the more intriguing matches that I'm looking forward to. Because if you look at Fight for the Fall and you look at Fighter Fest, nothing was really teased about this until you saw the aftermath. This match to me Jeremy, you kinda of touched you kinda of, you kinda of pinpointed down before. This match can go eighty eighty different ways. I mean, realistically, like we said with the other ones, there's no wrong answer with this one. And to me, I mean, Darby Allen got his big moment when he went the limit with Cody at Fighter Fest. Joey Janela, I got to go with Havoc on this one. And Janela had his classic match with Moxley. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Havoc, yeah. Havoc hasn't really had his moment yet. No. Except the only moment he's really had was stapling, uh, what's his face, Tommy Dreamer's head at the at the <laughs> double or nothing pre-show. Yeah. 
But he and the cigarette really that Janelle's forehead. Well, yeah. The other two guys haven't really ha- have already had quote unquote their moments. So to me, yeah, put me down for Havoc as well for this one. I think he wins this. Cruz, what about you? You know, respectfully, I, I heard what you're saying. What you're saying here. I expect this to be as gruesome as the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Briscoes in the Ring of Honor Summer Supercard. I, I think this one is going to get nasty. I think this one is going to definitely send messages uh, to the wrestling community. This is how you do hardcore wrestling. I'm going to agree with you two guys for the same reasons that I believe that Darby Allen had his big moment against Cody, Janela against uh, Moxley, and Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy fucking Havoc needs a big, big win going into TV. And I definitely see him going balls crazy. I be, this, this one, I expect blood. I expect nastiness, man. Well, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it means by a crackle barrel clash. Probably just putting in the cracker barrel thing that Jericho threw out of the ring. Oh yeah, didn't yeah. I'm just surprised though because I, I what I'm I'm just surprised <coughs> they were actually sponsoring the that. match. I'm sure. Yeah, they are. They, it was announced a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. That they had signed a sponsorship, but let's go now to a match that on paper seems interesting because you did not expect these two teams, or some people would not expect these two teams to be in this position right now. We will see the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, take on the team of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, known as the Dark Order. The winning team will receive a first-round bye in the Tag Team Championship Tournament that happens when TV gets started. I'm going to go first with this one, and I'm going to say Dark Order gets this win here. They have been pushing these guys a lot, especially when they made their surprise debut at Double or Nothing. They've had impressive wins. Jeremy, they haven't had a loss yet, really? Uh, No, but they only had one match. But I'm just saying, well, my thing is this. They had the one match. They have been pushed incredibly well. They had their surprise debut at double or nothing. I think AEW is really going to be behind these guys. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is the team that makes that run. Especially the fact that that since I have them winning, they'll have the first round by then. Right. Because it makes sense because if you don't have them winning the actual tournament, have them as the guys who it's going to make them tougher to beat on paper. Yeah, but... Because to me, you have them, because then, obviously, we don't know yet how the bracket's going to be set up. As of now, they haven't announced how the bracket will be set up. That will probably be announced in the coming weeks. Right. Depending on how the bracket is set up, you can make it interesting, because then you can really make a babyface team here, where all of a sudden, you like, let's say, I'm just going to throw an example. Let's say you have private party taking on I'm trying to think of a heel tag team that's not Dark Order here. Um, shit. 
what, what, my point is that. You Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, my, I, I drew a blank on the team I was going to use. You have a babyface team here who goes through a brewing battle in round one, who then all of a sudden looks up and basically goes, oh, shit, we have to now go up against those guys who can basically dominate this whole tournament. But, Jeremy, I'll go with you first on this. Who do you see winning this match? I think I kind of hinted at it there, but I got, I got Dark Order as well. I, I think this is that's the type of thing that's designed for a heel to win the bye. Because best friends are the underdogs of the whole thing. If they're going to go for in the tournament, they're going to have to overcome some odds. So, yeah, I got Dark Order as well. Don't think they've had a great start to AEW. I mean, they've been pushed well. They've done a good job building them, but the crowd has just not been behind them. Well, I still think behind the best friends. What's that? You said that statement, the crowd has not been behind best friends? No, behind Dark Order. Dark Order. But... Cruz, what about you? So if, you're, you're, if you're going to defer to me, John, if you're going to defer to me, I know who Trent Beretta is from New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, I know what they've done over there. I definitely see, again, a disparity with experience and charisma. I have never seen this dynamic of a gimmick where two guys are just so friendly and just so so loving. Well, I, I guess, uh, yeah. Billy Gunn did have something similar to that, which was done very wrongly about 15 years ago. This dynamic right here is so wholesome, so nice. <laughs> you can't help but to love them. They're, they're. I want to buy their T-shirt. The best friends. I want to. I want to buy one for my best friend. It's. It's money. I, I, I'm gonna go with them. I, I got them winning, and not only this, they're gonna go. Of the championship match. Oh, that's my that's my prediction there. Okay, that's that you're not you're not wrong with it, but I just think the way I'm looking mm-hmm. at this is you have a team in dark order, and yes, maybe I'm going back to that youth being different kind of route, but to me, a team like Dark Order gets that first round by. All of a sudden, let's say you get a team who wins, and all of a sudden you see Dark Order attacks them, and then it's like, oh wait, would they be? Are they be able to, to take on? Because even though Dark Order is not one of the top teams right now in AEW, if they're built correctly and they're pushed correctly, they can be looked at as a as a tough tough team that doesn't really lay down for anybody. If you get what I'm trying to go with. I get it. Brother, you don't have to convince me. Evil Uno is fantastic in the ring. Their gimmick is is very original. I I don't think I've ever seen anything with minions and minions creating a a throne and them sitting down. and I I don't think I've ever seen something like that. So it's very interesting. It's it's definitely going to appeal to fans. This match, man, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm just so excited for tag team wrestling. Well, 
Uh, unfortunately with me, and maybe it's because I've watched WWE way too long, when you have a team like Best Friends with Trent Barretta and Chucky e. T, yes, it's good to see what they're doing with them. But it, maybe in the back of my mind, it just screams to me that eventually one of them will turn. And maybe that's because I watch WWE way too often. Yeah, you're definitely a WWE guy here. But in all seriousness, yeah, I think people this, are forgetting here that... WWE. Right, this is not WWE, but people are forgetting that just because best friends might lose this match. I mean, they're still in the tournament. They're just not going to get the bye. Yep. I would be more inclined to pick them if the loser of this match is eliminated from the tag team tournament. Correct. Correct. All right, let's go now to the next match. We, we, by the way, we can spend a little bit more time on these matches. We only have like four matches left. Beautiful. Let's go now to, uh, okay, I'll throw this, okay. I know you guys always tell me that it's my show and I'll leave it, but I'm going to actually turn this to you guys since this is your, this is, this is your night for you, both of you. Do you want to go Cody Sean, Lucha Young Bucks, Kenny Pac, or Paige and Jericho? I'll leave it up to you guys on this one. I say Kenny and Pac. All right, we'll go there. Yeah, because we can actually then talk about the news regarding Moxley. Right. If, segway. If living, we're going to take a quick segue from talking about predictions. Of, if you've been living under a rock for the last month or so and have no idea what we're about to talk about, then you may want to listen in. It was announced a couple of days ago that John Moxley had to, pull, had to get pulled from his match with Kenny Omega due to a staph infection, or basically also known as a severe case of MRSA. He, according to reports, he should be back by the time TV starts because last I heard, I think he was going for the surgery sometime last week, so he should be okay to go. And from other reports I've read, they're going to probably do Omega and Moxley once they really get into TV. But, Jeremy, let me start with you on this. What were your thoughts when you heard the news about Moxley? I mean, very unfortunate. This was a match I was really looking forward to. It was set up so perfectly at double nothing. The promos, I mean, Moxley's first promo was fantastic. His run over the summer with the G1 got you even more excited for this. Kenny's attack on him at Fighter Fest got you more excited for this. It's just unfortunate, but I, I don't want to be that selfish fan and, and, like, oh, I don't get to see his match. I just want him to get healthy so he can come back and have this match some other time. All right, Cruz, what about you? You have a 33-year-old in Pac with an enormous amount of experience. You have a 35-year-old in Kenny Omega with, oh my goodness, <laughs> how much experience at, at, a, at a dominant level has this man had? Very close in, in physique, uh, agility, speed, wrestling prowess. This is going to be a Dave Meltzer five-star phenomenon. You guys, this, this is, this is going to stop the Internet, man. If you are a fan of pro wrestling, this is going to stop the Internet. Everybody, I, I respect what Jericho and her man are doing up there. But, you know, I, I have my skepticism when John Moxley got Injured, and I and I thought, who who can they put against Omega 
And when they came up with the name Pac, at first I just thought, mm, okay. Then I really started thinking about it. I, I remembered who the fuck Neville was in NXT in 205 Live. And you know what? The man can deliver it. What he's done in the indies. He is going to have a hard-on to remind fans of just how good he was and how he didn't really get a good chance with a certain company. Uh, I don't think Kenny is just going to lay down to just allow him to outshine. They're going to go at it. I definitely think this will be the match of the night. I expect a great epic match here. Uh, This might be better than Jay White, Kota Ibushi. Uh, I'm just saying it right now, dog. I, I'm the possibility is there. You hear me? The possibility yeah. is there. Yeah. That's I and, That's and you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna go on a limb here. You hear me out? I got Pac winning. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Hey, you're not... I got Kenny Omega winning. <laughs> okay. I think um, if, if Pac is finally showing up, for whatever reason, he's finally said, um, I, "If I can, if I have to job, I'll job." All right. So I guess then right. I don't have to. Go. So do you have a re- okay? So Jeremy, do you have a reason then for why you have Kenny? Okay, I think we're still waiting. I think Kenny's going to be in the title picture right away the winner of Hangman and Jericho. And I still think it would look good if he has a win going back to revisit a few of Moxley. Before I go to, you know, obviously it was heartbreaking to see what happened to Moxley, but I just need to look more for a couple minutes here because I, once the news broke that about Moxley with his Mercer, I was on Facebook and I was on Twitter. And maybe this was foolish of me to read up on what the IWC was going to say. But some of some of these people really, really need to get their egos in check and really have to get their foot not so shoved far up their ass. Because John, respectfully, if you if you're going to go on a rant about the AW haters. I, I would prefer we do this on the fucking show. I, okay. I do not want to give them any any attention whatsoever. Fuck each and every last one of them. They can watch WWE's fucking bullshit. I, I do not. Okay. All right. I, I want to support AEW here. Okay. All right. Just um, positivity, Jen. I know. As far as what I thought about the whole thing with Moxley, yes. It was sad. It definitely was. But I think it. But I think there's also a blessing in disguise, though. Because Cruz, and I'm going to use the comment that you've said constantly on the show, and it makes perfect sense. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And where I'm going with this is simple. Because of the fact that we didn't get Moxie and Omega. Once Moxley does make his debut on TV when they start up, for a second, the place will go insane. And I think a lot of that's due to the fact that he won't be there at all. 
As far as who I see winning Pac versus Omega, give me Kenny. I have a feeling that they're going to get let Kenny kind of get his moment here. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't hurt Pac at all. But this, but this will just, to me, give Kenny his moment, and then you can really figure out what you're going to do with Pac one TV spot. So I got Kenny for me, Kenny for you, John, and Cruz wants to know what time it is in London. <laughs> I'm going to support him, yeah. That's going to be an unbelievable oh. match. Their styles oh. complement each other so well. Actually, Jeremy, before we go on to Cody and Sean, or whichever match you guys want to go to next, can you just give our fans a quick recap on who we have so far? Sure. In the first match, John and I, we actually agreed on a lot of stuff, so I'm a little worried now. Um, (laughs) We both have Pride Party. Cruz has Angelico and Jack Evans. Battle Royal, you and I both, John, have Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker. John, excuse me, Cruz has Alley Cat. I have two potential surprises being Taylor Hendricks and AJ Mendez. John, you have Kylie Ray and Lita. Cruz, I have you as Scarlett Boudreaux and Barbie Hayden. In the on the main card, I have Lucha Brothers. Lucha me, not yet, not yet. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. Who knows who you're replaced by John Morrison or not? John, I have the same for you. Cruz, I have SCU. In the Japanese ladies match, we have John and I both have Riho. You have Shida. In one match, the only match we've all agreed on, we all have Jimmy Havoc in the Cracker Barrel Challenge. And in the tag team match, John and I both have Dark Order. Cruz has best friends. And once again, <laughs> Cruz stands alone. He has Pac, while we both have Kenny Omega. <laughs> I don't think Cruz likes to agree with us. <laughs> it's, well, it's just the event. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no wrong answers here, right? No, no. It's all fun. You're 50-50 chance. Well, we all know ah. Cruz has, has insider information, because isn't he the VP of Fan Analytics? Yes. Him and Tony Khan break down the numbers. I, I was going to say, Cruz, didn't you, don't you have Cody on speed dial? No, no but I am friends with, um, what? what is the female, what is her name, uh, the female referee. I am now friends with her, and she communicates with me. I asked her, if, if you give me a quick second, I, I will find her on my uh Stuff here, ah, Aubrey Edwards, and I asked her really quick, "Are you ready for this weekend?" Because uh, she, she posted a very intense uh, CrossFit workout routine, and she was like, "Yes, I am ready. I have been training nonstop, and we're ready to go." So, <laughs> those folks are hot. Okay, I, I mean, 
I, I just figure, you know, at this point, you, you have, like, Cody and Brandy and half of AEW on speed dial. I'm trying. I'm trying, sir. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a very positive. John, but I can't discuss that. Huh? Yeah, but that's – we all know who's the real AEW fan over here. Yeah, I have the insider. speed dial, but I can't discuss my uh, sources. <laughs> And by the way, Jeremy, I don't know if you caught the And I am highly message. kidding people. Yes? I don't know if you caught the message from Cruz. Uh, apparently, Cruz picked Allie, not Allie Cat. I said Allie Cat. I, I, oh, is there a difference? I mean, Allie. Yeah, Allie Cat is uh, the independent wrestler who's kind of like the meow, meow. Oh, yeah, uh, MJF's girl, uh, girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, big booty. So, Allie, Allie, <laughs> Allie Impact, yes. Yeah, Allie, Allie from Impact. Boobies. <laughs> yes. Professionalism. Sorry to say that. Yeah. Okay, you want to move on, John? Yes, let's shall we. Uh, let's go down to the match that I will predict, and Jeremy, you can write this down. I predict this will be the match of the night, and I am talking about Cody versus Sean Spears. This match has been built is being, I wouldn't say on the same level as Cody and Dustin, but it's pretty damn close. You have two guys here who basically grew up in this industry, which I actually did not know that about about Sean Spears. They both started their time in OWE and have basically gone through the trenches together. OBW. OBW. What did I say, OWE? Yeah, they're not in Oriental Wrestling. Thank you for thank you for the clarification. I wasn't sure. No problem. Since you guys corrected me, I will do the same now, Joe. Okay. So and as we saw in the road to all out, it was like, you know, first episode, Sean kinda of made it clear why he why he hit Cody with the chair. And that it's simple. He turned around and basically put it to Jim Ross like this. Once Cody put on the, the tie and got the EVP, the executive vice president, had, it all went to his head. And basically what Sean was trying to prove is that even though he's the executive vice president, he still has the same blood like everybody else. I think this match will be I, – I don't think this will be a technical match. I think this match will be a, an, a, a match that fans will get invested in because it's going to tell a good story. And that's, what, that's been one of my biggest things when it comes to wrestling. In order to get a match to go well, you have to tell a good story. With that being said, my prediction for what I think is going to be in Cody's corner is going to be none other than Dustin Rhodes himself. For the reason being that once they brought Tully in, and Tully kept mentioning about, oh, I know how these Rhodes boys work, that to me was kind of the hint right there. Because to me, th- what this is all coming back to to me is basically reliving the whole Tully Blanchard, Dusty Rhodes feud that's happened that was happening in wrestling for years. With that all being said, I think Sean Spears gets the win here with some fugazi finish, but I don't think this feud is over at all out. So my prediction is Sean Spears gets the win, and Dustin Rhodes will be in Cody's corner. Cruz, who do you see winning this match, and who do you see being in Cody's corner? 
So this is by far the most interesting of all the stories, in my humble opinion, uh, because of that chair shot heard around the world. Guys, later on, I'm going to put you guys on to a photographer by the name of Isita Marie, who is an AEW fanatic just like me and Jeremy, and she is just an artist with the camera. I'm going to put you guys on to that her later so you can see her pictures. I'm going to go on a very strong limb here. I think the only way to nullify Tully Blanchard is with his daughter. I think Cody is going to get Tessa Blanchard to be in his corner. I think Cody is going to pull out the win here. I think we're going to see the eventual uh, partnership of Impact and AEW uh, started starting here. This is what I'm predicting. This is this is me going on a on a limb here. That's who I'm saying is going to be in his corner, and I think Cody's going to pull out the win. Uh, it's going to be a good match, perhaps bloody again. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Interesting, Jeremy. What about you? <laughs> I, 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 this is a match I've been looking forward to the most of all of them. I mean, how often do you have a 17-year storyline? And I think when they do the all-out preview show on TNT this Friday night, they're going to really be able to go in depth in ways to make you even more excited about this match. This match is going to be a street fight. 100%. Not going to be technical. It's not going to be. It's going to be a fight. And I saw that picture of Cody yesterday in his training, and he is in the best shape of his life. Looking like Ivan Drago. Looking like Ivan Drago, Rocky Four, ready to go. Even though the guy's probably He's getting ready to go to the Star Wars thing in Orlando after this. But I have Cody winning. But when you need someone to trust to be in your corner against evil, you got to call upon a villain. Marty Skrull's going to be in his corner. Wow. 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 That's huge. Wow. I think this is the first time we all do not have the same or we or two of us don't have the same answer as far as who's going to be in Cody's corner. Yes. I'm going to shoot for the stars in this one. Mm. Don't worry, I'm going to be mentioning Marty's name, but I'll be mentioning him a little bit later as, you know, a certain surprise. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, it's... Honestly, any of the people we mentioned, Tessa, Dustin, Marty, would all make sense. Trust me, if if Tessa came out, the roof will come unglued. No, no. I mean, I love that pick. If if we're... if, If... me and you are talking as, as two wrestling friend, uh, friends, fans, Jeremy, OG Ragers. Tessa is bound to go to NXT, WWE, in one direction, or she's going to go all in wrestling. It, it's bound to happen one, one way or the other, right? Right. Isn't she in town that I weekend, strongly... too? Yeah, she's doing an indie yeah. show the night after, I think. 
She is. <laughs> okay. I know. It, I, I mean, <laughs> Flip Gordon's not available. We can't call him. Uh, <laughs> no. Unfortunately, no. He's got a contract <laughs> till deep next year. Yes. Yeah, but if you want to get technical, so does Tessa. Tessa has a contract with Impact till, I think, sometime but next Chris year. Chris said the key part. He said you just about to see a partnership. Yep. Even if she's there for one night up? and then shows up later. Do you think they would really have a partnership between AEW and Impact? No, it would be them buying them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, 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 so Cruz thinks it's going to be a partnership. Jeremy thinks it's going to be a buyout. Yes. Oh, them buying Tessa right out? I, no, I them buying Impact. Wow. Wow. Mm, that, would be, that would be interesting. Uh, hey, I, think he, I think Impact Vince would go to them and say, just give us, a, give us a number. Yep, Vince did it with less money. Yes. And then they won't even look to get their library or that type of stuff. They'll be like, we just want certain contracts. And that's it. It would be mostly for Tessa. Well, no, then, but then what, couldn't you also then put it as also getting tired? If you're tired, possibly? Yeah, absolutely. They'll, they'll pick, pick and choose the ones they want, but she's the, the crown jewel of that acquisition. Hmm. I mean, we could speculate for hours here who who they can go, right. who they can get off the impact roster because there's, I mean, there's a number of guys they can pick up. Correct. But that's another I mean, topic for another time. Of course, of course. But okay, so that's definitely interesting. Uh, let's go now to the ladder match. Now, I'm not sure. I know they're definitely having a ladder match. I'm not sure. Let me just double check here for a second. Oh, it is for the AAA World Tag Team Championship. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I, I feel like these two teams have just gone out and out for the last year. And that's the Young Bucks taking on Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. And a, I'm not even trying to pronounce it because I'm going to butcher it. In a ladder match. Escalera de la Muerte. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you did it because I was going to probably butcher it. For the AAA World Tag Team My Miami Roots came in handy. <laughs> pretty good. But, pretty good. Pretty thank good. you. Yeah. Two years of Spanish but, in high school. <laughs> Chris, we'll start off with you on this one. Do the Lucha Brothers retain here? Or, or no, let me rephrase that. Who do you, let me rephrase this way. Who do you see winning this match? The Young Bucks. I, I see this continuing on back and forth. In a very fun, enigmatic, uh, changing dynamics of the matches and, and continuing on because we're suckered into excellent tag team wrestling here. Uh, I see one more getting even nastier with a cage match or, or something much more graphic. I, I don't know. This one here. Don't sleep on it. Do not sleep on it. I, I think, without a shadow of a doubt, this is going to be the best tag team match of the year. Hands down. I know what the Gorillas of Destiny and Briscoes did in Ring of Honor. Excellent. I love it. I know what New Japan has given us. WWE, 
uh, okay, whatever. NXT gave us a great match in, in NXT New York. Standards are high. I think these guys are going to exceed it. They're going to give us something epic and, and beautiful that's going to make Edge, the Dudleys, ENC proud. You hear me? I, I think the, the, the markers of what they have to do are so high. I think these boys are going to damn near kill, kill themselves over here. To me, this is perhaps the the second match of the night because I. But in in the sense of just looking at tag team wrestling, this is going to be the best tag team wrestling match of the entire year. I have the Young Bucks winning. I have this continuing on. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong here. Does it? AEW have a working relationship right now with AAA? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. So there are more tag teams coming. You hear me? From Mexico. Clowns here's what, are coming. Here's what I'm thinking. I, I, I like your idea about the steel cage thing. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I know... Triple A is doing a show at Madison Square Garden in September. Yes, sir. I think we get the rematch at that show in a steel cage. I think the Young Bucks do do win at All Out. And I think that's what leads to a rematch at the Triple A event on, I think, September 15th, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. At Madison Square Garden. Yeah, you're right, you're right. That, but I think that's so technically. So John, I, I so hate to disagree with you because you're my man. You know, you're you're my homeboy. But after this John Moxley scare, coupled with the Ray Phoenix scare, I, I'm pretty sure that Tony Khan and company are gonna crack down on all these extracurricular activities. And after all out, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be. Straight TV. It's just my opinion. No, it's definitely it, it's. I only just thought of it because I thought it'd be such a perfect way because I know they have had a tough time selling tickets for the AAA event. The, the hell with that. Have that match in Philadelphia so me and Jeremy can go and see it. We're in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I as well as have it, the. Young Bucks would in. To me, it, I don't know if, this, if this, this would be a lot to to surpass what I saw at the Garden in April in that fatal four-way. This will have to be a hundred times better than that match. But I think they have the chance to do it, though. I really do, especially with ladders getting thrown into the mix. I really think we're going to see some magic Saturday between those two teams. Jeremy, what about you? All right, I'm going to give you a little history lesson, people, about the Young Bucks. The one match you haven't talked about is what they had recently, Ladder Wars against the Briscoes and SCU at Final Battle that I sat there live and watched. Their Uh, last match in Ring of Honor, and they tore the house down. And they tore the house down with the Hardy Boys. 
and they've had many other incredible ladder matches. That mm-hmm. being said, I have the Lucha Brothers winning. What? I think it's the I think it's the end of the story. The Young Bucks are not going to be chasing the AAA titles all the time. They're going for the AEW tag team titles. This has been a nice thing okay. since those are not in existence yet. Now that they have a match set up for the tournament, they have a, a direction they're headed. This is the culmination of that story. These four guys are going to make history. The Bucks are taking the mantra of the Hardys and making it their own with the ladder match. That's why I love that promo when they accepted the match and they went through their history a little bit of what they've done with this match. It's going to be unbelievable match, but like I said, I have the Lucha Brothers, and I remember the Young Bucks saying on the Chris Van Fleet show, they were adamant to Tony Khan they wanted to lose in Vegas. And they were overruled. I think they pushed for it this time, pushed for Lucha Brothers to go over. They haven't lost in AEW yet. I think this is their, their Lucha Brothers night. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But then, Jeremy, just to go off that for a second then, obviously sure. both of these teams, the Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers would be in the tournament then. Would you have them cross paths at all, or would you just have them not touch at each other at all? I think in somehow, some way, those two teams are always going to find each other. They're like the Lakers and Celtics of tie team. Mm-hmm. Bulls, okay. Pistons, whatever you want to call it. Clemson and Alabama in football. They're going to find each other. Somehow, some way. And that's why I think have the culmination now. Don't do anything at the Garden, in addition to Cruz's reason. They, they've been, it seems like they've been intertwined since a, a while, what, May? Yeah. Time for them to separate, and when they get back together, it'll be awesome. Okay, so yeah, so that's going to be interesting. So, so you would almost put their rivalry then on the same level as Gorillas of Destiny and the Briscoes. Well, the Briscoes are recent with girls this year. But, yeah, but it's... Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, guys, I am. I have good news. We have one match left. We have gone through every match so far on this card. Um, no, I just heard a thing about that was just promoted on YouTube for AEW, so I'll look at that after. We have gone through every match on the card. We have one match left, and that is for the AEW World Championship. As Hangman Adam Page will be taking on Chris Jericho. Does he? Does Chris Jericho get a big thank you and a world title on Saturday, or do they go the route of building up Adam Page as being the, the star of the company? Jeremy, since this is the big one, and you know you are the AEW, uh, you know correspondent, so to speak. We'll have you. I, I appreciate that title, but we're all AEW passionate on this show. Of course, of course, but I'll let you roll with this one first. I tell you, and I've been hitting at it throughout the weeks. I 50-50 on this match. 
I think this match has really ramped up in the last two or three weeks. I am so stoked for this match. I think it's the perfect match to have as your championship match, the young star, as you said, in Hangman Page versus the veteran, well-known, mainstream, the guy who, when I was explaining to people about this new company called AEW, and they said, AEW? And I would say to them, have you heard of Chris Jericho? And they'll say, oh, yeah. So it's true what he says a lot behind the scenes. I was convinced it was going to be Jericho for a while because I thought it was just it made sense to have the mainstream guy go into TV as your champ. But in the last two, three weeks, when I saw Hangman's promo in New York when he made the save, when I saw his sit-down with JR last week, when I saw that even that segment when he pulled the stitches out of his face, it was some of the best work he's done lately, and he didn't have a match. I am beyond stoked for this match. When the night's over, Hangman Page is going to be holding that title above his head, doing some cowboy you-know-what. Okay. All right. Cruz, what about you? So I'm going to tell you right now, when come January 20th, maybe on the 21st, we're we're throwing him overboard on the boat because – <laughs> Who, me? Jeremy's going to go overboard. Uh, I got Chris Jericho. Why am I going over the boat? Disloyal, anti Jericho. I love Chris Anyone Jericho. Thank you, Chris Jericho. <laughs> well, you just redeemed yourself. Thank we'll, you, Chris. We'll just. We'll just bathe you. We're, we're going to throw you in the pool anyways. <laughs> I'm not going in the pool. Huh? <laughs> um, I have Chris Jericho. I think he's the bigger star. He's the bigger draw. He's the lineup of matches. Jericho versus Omega. The U.S. audience. The layman. The, the casual. The you know, whatever fans. You know, these people haven't seen that yet. If they get a taste of it, they're gonna, they're gonna love it. Jericho versus Moxley. Outside of Vince McMahon's control, that that would be very hot. Um. Again, I, I have to default back to this statement here. There's no wrong answer. If Hangman wins, oh, it just gets you bent over a cruise ship if if uh, you get the wrong one, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you go against Jericho on the Jericho cruise, <laughs> I'm not going against uh, him there. <laughs> uh, correct. Um, I'm gonna go with Chris Jericho. I, I the bigger star, the bigger name. It's a big event. I I just see him winning going forward into television and drawing a lot of attention, a lot of people who know his name and will be drawn to this. So it's going to be uh, who who's who's the heavyweight champion on WWE, uh, Kofi Kingston or Chris Jericho. I, I, I'm willing to bet a lot of people are going to go with Chris Jericho over Kingston or, or Seth Rollins. Um, Adam Cole, perhaps the, the, the diehards might go splits 
50-50. That's where I see this going. All right. I guess I'll be the tiebreaker on this one. Mm-hmm. I... A part of me wants to go Paige, just because it would kind of meet with everything else I've been saying tonight as far as going with the youth over the experience. However, with that being said, when they announced that AEW is going to TV, what was the first thing I brought up as far as one of the big issues I can see them having? Do you guys remember? Is it a test? Yes, sort of. You said you wanted credible stars. Yes, that it's going to be about the casual fans, the ones who may not have spent the fifty dollars to see all out, or the ones who may have not gotten a chance to see fights in the fall. You have the belt on Jericho because of the fact, and Cruz, you touched on this before. Jericho has the name value. He will be able to bring in that casual fan. And I think that's going to be, and I said this when they announced that they were going to TV, and I think that's why I think Jericho wins on Saturday and becomes the first AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Not with that being also said, I can still see Paige being in the title picture once TV starts. But I think going into TV, I think they got to go with... Jericho here. Okay. So we have made our predictions for all out. And before we yes, start, I mean, we still have another half hour left, so we'll go into more talk regarding all out. Before we sign off, the last thing we'll do before we do final thoughts is we'll just run over quickly again who we have and what and our predictions. Jeremy, did everybody predict who they would have as, as one surprise yet? I don't remember. No, the only thing we did was I, I actually I named one in the the six man match, and I named one with Cody's corner. Okay, because I have another surprise. I think if Jericho yes. win, I think with Jericho winning, I don't think you're gonna get a similar response with this said person, but I think that will be the time when Marty makes his debut for AEW. I think you wait till the main event. So that's my one prediction. My other prediction is my other, I guess you could say my other surprise, so to speak, is... I just actually just had my head a second ago. Never mind. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll tweet it out. I forgot it right now, and I want to keep the show going. You fuck. Have you made your predictions, Jeremy? Yeah. I made them all. Okay. So we have one more prediction we have to make. Match of the night. Okay. So, Jerry, actually, yeah, Chris, you can start on this one. Okay. 
my match of the night, I definitely think that Kenny Omega and Pac have got so much to prove. I, I don't think they're going to give a fuck about their bodies or anything else. They're just going to go out there and try. I really think they're going to try to outdo New Japan G1. There, I, I think Kenny is going to, he knows Ibushi. Pac is cognizant of everything else. I, I think these two are just going to go out and just blow the house down. Jeremy, what about you? For a month and a half, I've been sinking Cody and Sean Spears. I, I can't do ties, obviously. I just can't see the Bucks and Lucha Brothers in a ladder match and it not being the match of the night. I got that as a match of the night. Uh, this one is tough because you can, you can throw a few of them in there. And in my humble opinion, the match I think will be is I think it will be Cody and Sean. Because I think it's going to have the same feel to it that we saw at Double or Nothing with oh, Dustin yeah. and Cody. The emotion's going to be there so much. Oh, yeah. And that's why I, I said what after Double or Nothing, one of my first comments I had was the Cody-Dustin match was match of the year, in my opinion. Do I think Sean and Cody will? I don't think so. But I think the emotion will be on the same level with that match as we start with Cody and Dustin. I mean, you have two guys in Sean and Cody who have been in this industry for a number of years, who have been through everything together, and are now going to be in the ring for, I think, the first time, really, since both of them have left WWE, unless I just didn't see it on the indies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my match at night is Cody Rhodes and Sean Spears. But this was fun. This was really fun, guys. Well, I we still have the big debut prediction. Is there going to be yeah. a big who's going to be a big debut, if any? I. I'm really trying to think here if, there, if you can even have one. Uh, Come on, guys. You had a week to think about this. Come I on. said Marty you know for Cody's somebody. surprise as a his corner. MJF has got to factor in this show somehow. So you got Marty Skrull, okay? That's gonna that's gonna be huge. Whoop whoop. That's gonna be huge. Is is will there be another surprise on, on top of that? On top of that. Well, fingers crossed. It's not CM Punk. But you know what? It would not surprise me if if his song hit. That's actually my prediction as for the other debut. I think it's going to be Punk. And I don't think it's going to be a lot. I don't know if it's going to be on the same level as Moxley. And also he signs for like a five-year deal. I think it's going to be similar to almost AJ. And I think it's going to be a one-off type of deal. The fact that what recently he showed up at an independent show in a mask and did a run-in. Yeah. It's in Chicago? Yeah. It's going to be a StarCast? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I really, nothing would put it against me. For him to come out, I don't know what match it would even be. I don't know where he would even place this debut. But I think we see him come in, give whoever's in the ring the, you know, the go to sleep, and he just goes out. But the, the question now is, what match would you have him debut? No, he's not. He'd be a, a special appearance. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, what match would you have him be the special appearance then for? I mean, that's a great question. Because the one I'm the one I'm thinking of, just off the top of my head, is I'm going to go back to my match at night. I think it's going to be Cody and Sean. What did he say? What, who's in Cody's corner? Why not? He doesn't want to have a match. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. He just wants to be there, get his paycheck, and leave. And he will be there that weekend for Starcat. Hmm. It is possible. So, just, just to have some fun, I want to throw around some names for your consideration. Uh, okay. Dragon Lee. Sag Saber Jr. Psycho Clown. Anything ringing oh. the bell there? I mean, any, any of the juices flowing there? Um, why am I drawing a Of course you know his name. Uh, Scarlett Boudreaux's significant other. Killer Cross. Killer, Killer Cross. That's a good one there. That's a good one, Jeremy. I could see I that. Um, I can see that as well, but I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate for one second. Did he ever get released from his contract yet? Because last I heard, he was still under contract with Impact. Who? Killer Cross? Killer Cross. Yeah, through 2019. Uh, terms not disclosed. I know they're PJ. I know they're people. Well, wait, isn't he in the Jonathan Preston? The... You know him as Sinkara. Okay. Anybody from WWE that we're not thinking about? <laughs> Um, the only name that I would say would, that would come up much later in the year, uh, Luke Harper. I, I just really think that that company is locking down folks. Yeah. Now I have I haven't talked to they Nick. His contract. He's Romania. I I have not talked to Nick Nemeth. I haven't talked to uh, um, Dana Brooke. Because they all work out in my gym. I, I haven't seen them. But I'm willing to bet that they're paying them to just chill. Do whatever minimal stuff and then just stay with that company. Yeah. I think another team... I, 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 think I, I team, wish I had a fucking contract. <laughs> I think a team... That I don't know if it would be right now, but I think maybe even by 2020, I really think of the revival. 
Are they free that early, Don? I don't know if they're that comes to our head right away, I think they're not free. Them. I, Sasha, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, those type of people. AJ. To be quite honest with you, I, I think the Undisputed Era will be free before the uh, the revival. I yeah, they're on their rookie deal, I think. think. I think guys like the Ascension and the Colognes, the Colognes are pretty much back in Puerto Rico. They're they're down in the Caribbean and in, in the Indies down in the South uh, doing their thing. I I don't see any other big team. I, I, I like again, that big company is locking down talent, so talent doesn't help AEW or Impact Ring, Ring of Honor, New Japan. The big question is whether the Briscoes are gonna leave. Ring of Honor and finally make some big money. Uh, I'm not Marty is that now. Go ahead. Joey Ryan. Shit. He was the star of All In last year. <laughs> he was at the very first uh, All In, yeah, and start The first All In. I mean, him and the Bucks, we're talking about their history. His music hits that building will go nuts. Yeah. How about a Gail Kim? Yeah, she's been vocal a little bit more lately. Tara Valkyrie. Tara Valkyrie, she's not happy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw another name. If AEW can pull this one off. I don't know their contract status right now, but I'm going to go back to my, to, you know, my favorite tag team, Girls of Destiny. I mean, I'd love Gallows and Anderson. I'd love Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and AJ Styles. Probably not going to happen. I know, but I could see all of a sudden the situation comes that all of a sudden you hear them turn around and go, you know, we've gone through everybody in New Japan. There's nobody on our level right now. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I'd love it. All of them in John, of all of them in New Japan, the one who is, to be quite honest with you, the one who is closest to contract completion is Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, <laughs> it would be, would it be outside of the realm of possibility for Tanahashi to show up at All Out and say, fuck it, I'm going to be an AEW wrestler? Not outside of the realm of possibility, way out there. I mean, if Tony Khan can pull that off, brother, that Tony Khan is is up there, you know. Um, but after him, Juice Robinson. Early next year. So that's where that stands. And you never know with Jay White in the future. And you know what, Jeremy? I thought about this a lot with what you said last week with Okada. I see Vince going to Gato and saying, Gato, here's $6 million. I want Jay White. You can, Okada, whatever. He, you know, Jay White is who I want. I need him in NXT. 
Well, then, if you do that, then wouldn't you basically you continue in the trend then of having a member of a member or a former member of the Bullet Club in basically every promotion? Pretty much. Yeah. So, so you know, the, the speculation was always there I mean, with the last um, change of leadership. We always assumed that Tama Tonga would assume the role of the leader of the Bullet Club and, and lead it forward and he kind of defaulted to Jay White um, so if Jay White was to go away we would have this conversation again right? this buzz again assuming that they're still hot stuff like that um, we just never know he, he's just another name in, in the whole mix because one name that we mentioned is Johnny Elite we saw him in the videos we saw him with Taya do you guys see Johnny Elite and Taya Valkyrie in All Elite Wrestling? If, yes. If there's a way, yes. He wasn't in that video, but so I mean, Saturday. And I mean starting Saturday, moving forward. Because he would be my big... That was my big prediction. He would show up at the end of the Jericho Hangman Page match. Okay, I'm challenging whoever and I'm in all elite. I'm Johnny Elite, you know, whatever. I've done it before. I I mean, I'll be honest. When I saw him in that Being the Elite episode, I'm like, all from the juices started to fall in my head, like, okay. How is he to make his debut at all out? Because I, because like, like Jeremy just said it before though, he wasn't in a video just because by accident. So to me, it kind of makes sense for him to finally be because he's done right now with Impact, correct? His contract was up already, right? I believe so. It's over completely. Yeah. It was over before Slammiversary. He did he he did them a favor, uh, just to wrestle Slammiversary. But he was done, you know. So the, the whole buzz was that he's going to go back to the Indies. I called bullshit on that. He's going back to, to something big. Yeah, and I think so AEW. Oh. Yeah, I think AEW will be the next big thing. But like I said to you guys before, though, if it means that Ty is going to come here, then I'm curious to see who she would drop the belt to at Impact. But again, we'll worry about that. Let's not overthink it. Another time. But, so, I got to say this, though. We're we're in for a nice day on Saturday, to say the least. Between, you know, New Japan show, the NXT UK show, and then the main event of All Out. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about all the names that might be possible of coming out at that show because we just we stopped at two, right? Yeah. I, I know you guys did your your, your research. Um, just talking about the ladies, Allison K might show up. You know, I, I talked about Brand Barbie Hayden, Jordan Grace, I guess. Madison. Think. Jordan Grace. Hey, hello. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> you know, Penelope Ford has to be one of the entries. 
of in, in that match. You know, Leva Bates has to be one. Aja Kong, maybe be a Priestley for sure. I'm saying Ali Cat. Um, how about a name like Veda Scott? I'd love that. Oh my goodness. Jessica Havoc. Yes. Yeah, ah. <laughs> well, Havoc has has a contract with Impact sure. until 2021. So, her, uh, I'm just gonna be. But how about Alexia Nicole? Okay. She's an indie uh, star. Any one of those would be great. Kind of, kind of, hey. <laughs> Anyone would be great. And if you want to go, and if you want to go a little bit older school, Madison Rain, she's not committed to Impact. Yeah. yeah. And wasn't she at all in? Oh yes. shit! <laughs> and by the way, before we get do the recap and final thoughts, I now remember my other my other big debut, who I can see happen. <clears throat> and a lot of this is he made a name for himself in the G1 Climax, and I think he will be a star no matter where he goes. And I wouldn't, again, this may or may not happen. This is just something there's, I've been thinking about all tonight. My other debut for All Out, Mr. Lance Archer. Wow. Wow. Wow, yeah. If they take anybody from New Japan, it's shot fired. Yeah, of course. But before we go to final thoughts, Jeremy, one last time, can you please, with all your graciousness, please go over our picks one last time before we wrap up? From start to bottom, or you want me to go where I left off at? Just go where we left off at. Okay. Uh, I have Kenny Omega, who is as Pac. John has Kenny Omega. I, I have Cody. Cruz has Cody. John, you have Sean Spears? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. You have Dustin Rhodes in Cody's corner. Cruz, you have Tessa Blanchard in Cody's corner. I have the villain, Monty Skull. In the Escalera de la Muerte match, you did it pretty good. Uh, I have the Lucha Brothers. Cruz has the Young Bucks. John has the Young Bucks. In the Heavyweight Championship match, I have Hangman Page. Cruz has Chris Jericho. And John has Chris Jericho. So those, folks, are our predictions. We will have them up on the Comeback Wrestling Facebook page probably sometime tomorrow, or at least we'll have them on before All Out. So you guys can follow us as well as far as who we think will win. But this is going to be Saturday. I'm looking more and more forward to. And like I said in the text message earlier, I am stoked. I was stoked for tonight's show, but I'm also incredibly stoked for Saturday. This was a lot of fun, but, guys. Oh, this was a blast. But... I know we usually do one final thoughts. We're going to do two final thoughts this time. Final thoughts regarding All Out. Jeremy, we'll start with you. It seems like, I don't want to say culmination, but me joining the show, this was like the big thing. Because I joined right after Double or Nothing with you two great guys. So I think this is what we've been waiting for the whole time. 
it's going to be an amazing pay-per-view. I said from the beginning it's going to be the pay-per-view this summer. It's going to make SummerSlam look like nothing, and SummerSlam made sure to make sure of that already. Tune in. Absolutely. Please report live. You're looking at three people who are going to get the pay-per-view themselves because we believe in this product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Cruz, what about tune you? in. I'm pumped. Absolutely. Cruz, what about you? So, I think it's a duty. It is my duty to support this pay-per-view and this company if for nothing else it makes everyone else step their game up, makes them better, makes them realize like, hey, the hardcore fans like Jeremy, respectfully, John, Jeremy is an OG rager. This man has spent money to go on a cruise with Jericho. He spends money to go to every event that he wants to go to. That's the kind of fan that the WWE lost. With their garbage programming. And and New Japan never really got because of the disconnect with between cultures. Ring of Honor never really stepped up to get him. Impact never really got, stepped up to get him. All Elite Wrestling got him. Why? With excellence in wrestling. Good, interesting storylines displayed on social media. And you know what? I am with him in the same boat, you know, and a lot of fucking people behind us. <laughs> this event will be the best of the entire summer of wrestling. This is going to be the culmination of everything the best wrestling, the best storyline, the best intrigue, the best fans, you name it. This is going to be a spectacle. I'm definitely supporting this. I, I'm looking forward throughout the year. I don't think anything is going to touch this. Not not NXT, Chicago, not uh, Survivor Series. I, I don't. I don't think anything is going to touch all out. So, without the shadow of a doubt, my duty to support it because I love wrestling and I just think that supporting AEW forces everyone to step their game up. Yeah. Um, as far as me, I am looking so freaking forward to this event. I, Chris, before you joined the show, I had I had the guy Ryan on the show, who had said to me, this this is going back to last year, said to me, John, you should start looking at these other promotions. And then once you joined the show, I really started to get into these other promotions, and I haven't looked back. I see wrestler now in a much different atmosphere, much different way now than I did a year ago. All out to me, I mean, they already asked me at work if I can switch with somebody Saturday night. I said, absolutely not. And when they said why, I said, because I have plans Saturday night. And that's to watch this event. My only message I will say is to people who are you know, who don't want to spend the $50, believe me, it is worth it. And, Cruz, I don't know if I ever told you this story. When I was at the airport in Nevada waiting for my flight to go back to Philly, I actually put down $50 to, to buy Double or Nothing, even though I was there. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's why you my mother, you my brother from another mother. <laughs> I believe in this product. I think this is this is what's going to change the landscape of this the whole industry, and believe me, 
It will be this whole summer has been a blast. Star of wrestling. But for that being said, I do have to wrap up the show tonight. Wanna to thank Charles for joining the show earlier. We will have all the information for him on our Facebook page in a little bit. Tune in next week as we will have all the fallout from from I was about to say from double or nothing from all out. And we will also have Dennis Farrell on the show to talk a little bit about his show that he has called the Wrestling Perspective Podcast and the uh, and all of the other stuff. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Quickly. I'm good, man. Just let's do this. All right. For Jeremy, for Cruz, I'm John. We'll catch you guys next week. Go buy the go buy the stream through B, through BR Live to watch this event. We will not be disappointed at all. And we will be on with you guys next week to talk about the fallout from top to bottom. And believe me, there will be a lot to talk about. So have fun this weekend and come back with, with us next week as we will be talking all about the show. Have a good night, folks.